This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks show number 311, recorded on May 25th, 2016, oh, 2017. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that are in your home. News reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. And I, and I must say, the tech guy who doesn't know it, you're Jeez. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the Average Guy Media Studio here in Bellevue, Nebraska. And of course, we post the show with world-class show notes each week out here at theaverageguy.tv. Don't forget, you can join us live on our mobile app if you haven't taken advantage of that. And we want to thank LastPass for their sponsorship of our mobile app available for you. Android, iPhone, you can download that for free. Best way to really stream it. If you can listen to the show, I know many of you do because I get, you know, I get eight to ten of you every week watching the, or listening to the show on Spreaker, and uh, and that I get those stats right after the show is over. So thanks for downloading that. Thanks for listening live on Spreaker. They of course make those apps available to us very, very for a very reasonable price. But of course, LastPass sponsors that, and we thank them for that as well. You can get the links to it if you haven't tried it out. Check it out at homegadgetgeeks.com. Big links there as well. Don't forget, we've also cut the YouTube videos commercial free. So no more commercials on YouTube. That thing's crazy over there right now. So we just I turned off the commercialization of it and you can watch all our videos. So if you haven't picked that up yet or you want to head over to YouTube, you can watch all our videos. Uh, ad-free, and uh, we appreciate you do it when you're over. Subscribe while you're over there. We just crossed over, Mike. We just crossed the 1,000th subscriber on YouTube. So There we go. Yeah, not too bad. And that's big for video. You know, uh, podcasts are always audio, and the audio numbers are fantastic for the show. So to get to that point on the video is fantastic. Yeah. It just crept up on me. I didn't even really try. That's something we don't talk about very often, but uh, all of a sudden, a 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. So thanks for that. And then don't forget, the Amazon affiliate work seems to be working again. So if you want to support the Average Guy Tech Scholarship Fund and uh, help us buy stuff for reviews, we're going to talk a lot about reviews today. And uh, if if you're new to the show, what we do is if you you buy on Amazon, we take that money. And if you want to try something or review it, we buy it for you. That way it can be an unbiased review. And then uh, you just write it up or come on the podcast and we'll talk about it here. It's a great way to do it. If you head over to theaverageguy.tv, just look for the Amazon link. We're keeping ourselves out of trouble with that uh, crazy affiliate link. And uh, just click on the banner. It'll send you through and we'd love to have you. All right. Aaron Lawrence is back, I think, third time, Aaron, on the program. Welcome back to Home Gadget Geeks. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. No, it's good to have you. You've been super popular. I cannot tell you how many times we've referenced the Husqvarna lawnmower show since you've been on. It, it one is of my all-time favorites. It has come. There's a, maybe maybe only one that's been more popular, and that would be our barbecue show. So who who would have thought a home gadget geek show that would focus on computers and phones and all that stuff, home automation, and yet the two most popular shows, mowing the lawn, barbecue. So. <laughs> It's a pretty cool gadget, and it's it's summer now. The grass is starting to grow, at least where we are. So people are actually starting to think about it again. So I've been getting questions about it, too, about this time of year. Yeah. Yeah, well, my lawn in the back, Mike, uh, we have had nothing but rain here in yes. Omaha. For, <laughs> I think it's rained for three weeks straight. And so I mowed last week, and then it mowed right before I left for D.C. And so I didn't get did it mowed this weekend, and it rained while I was gone in D.C. So I came home. I don't know about your, well, you've probably been mowing your lawn, Mike, but mine is super tall. That's the way mine was. I have to mow twice a week now because I have two full trash bins dedicated to just grass and I fill them up 
every time I mow. And I actually sometimes will go over that and that's once a week. And so I have to start going down to twice a week to at least not bag once, but you know, bag every other time. It's crazy. Well, Aaron, it's about this time we start talking about like, I got it. Like how cool would it be if I had to come home? It was mowed. I have to get one. <laughs> it would be it would be out every night, Jim. It goes out. Remember, it's silent. It silently mows throughout the night. Well, I mean, you can set it to whenever you want, but that's when we had ours mowing. So every night it would just go out and do a little bit. So it was like the grass never grew all summer. It was perfect. You never come home, you know, after a week away and you're like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Yeah. I'm going to have to cut it in like tiny little shreds. I wish I had one of those for my hair where it would just cut it a little <laughs> bit every day. And then I would never have to go to the barber. Isn't that called the Flowbee? Do you remember the Flowbee? Ooh, yes. A bad, a very bad device uh, that you don't ever want to cut your hair with. No. But it. Um, do you think the prices will come down on those? I mean, you follow these trends. Do you think it was 3000 basically, right, to get one of those things? Do you think the prices yeah. will come down on those? I do. I think it's like any technology that, you know the risk of being an early adopter is you're paying the higher prices and you're sort of getting the more, I shouldn't say untested, but the newer versions of things. And then as you go through, you get the later models, there's improvements made to them. The price comes down, more people buy it, it becomes more accessible. So I definitely think they will come down. I think they'll probably also make them a bit smaller. Like I have this vision of, you know, it's not one giant Husqvarna auto mower it's, you know, five or six little ones that are out all over your yard, like Ooh. tiny, crazy robot spiders that are just cutting your lawn wow. for you. Like a so mesh. who knows where it's going to go, right? Yeah, a mesh of mesh. lawnmowers. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> They're bumping into each other. <laughs> Ubiquity is now moving into uh, lawnmowers. Yes. Well, yeah. I'm at the point where I need either, because I live on a corner lot, so it takes me hours to mow my lawn. So I either need a riding lawnmower at this point, or for the same price, I could get the automatic lawnmower and i'm thinking i'm gonna go with that option really yeah i, I, know. If you, you I mean a riding if, mower that's my point like if yeah. i'm gonna spend the money there or you know i might, might as well try it out we'll see how right it goes. on right on you'd spend as much on a riding mower as you would on one of these robot spend maybe even more sometimes yeah. depending on what you want yeah so. yeah well aaron where's the best place for folks to find you on online now what if you were if we're going to send one site where they should come find you because we're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff so we want them to come see your site where, what's the yeah. best place for you to go so techgadgetscanada.com is the one that's easy to remember um so that's probably the best place i'm also on twitter and instagram at aaron l y y c if anybody has questions or comments during the show or post show uh, and those are the best places to find me generally. I'm also yeah. on Facebook at techgadgetscanada.com. But if, I feel like people are using Facebook a little less than some of the other platforms these days. Mm, do you think so? You feel that? I do. Oh. I do. I feel I feel like it's not growing as much as, say, Instagram. Instagram's growth is huge, whereas Facebook is just kind of static. Yeah, I work. So for Gallup, I work uh, in an area where we do strength coaching. And so we have all these coaches coming online. And I actually think there's there's segments where some folks are leaving Facebook, but I think there's other segments where they're just getting there. And it's uh, we're, we're seeing kind of a surge on Facebook with it. And so I have, I have a group with almost 9,000 people in it that continues to grow at five or 10 a day. And so we have a history, uh, we have an Omaha history called Forgotten Omaha. Mike's in this as well. Mm-hmm. And that thing has 48,000 people in that, right? I think they're up to 48 yeah. or something. Like and that, for a town of Omaha's size, that's, yeah, it's ridiculous. So yeah, Aaron, I think maybe, I think maybe tech is moving away. I don't know if you, you might be sensitive to that group, mm-hmm. but man, there are some groups that continue to grow. 
Well, and it's cyclical too. I mean, Facebook is still the world's largest social media network and growing. I just gave a presentation about social media use and growth and, you know, popularity and how to kind of stuff. And I mean, Facebook is still the king. It's number one with a bullet. But I think you're, you're probably right. It probably has to do with audiences and it's probably cyclical. Yeah. And well, we've so got some crazy. great stuff. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Well, and I was just going to add one more point to that. It's so crazy, depending on what kind of business you're trying to promote and drive traffic to. So I just started the Upshot, the drone service. Now, mind you, that is a local business. So it's easy. I don't need to market to people outside of the Omaha area because that would be pointless. It is insane. I mean, when you think about the social network, I mean, really... Where eyes are, though, is Google.com. When people go to Google, they Google everything. And so I started three ad campaigns, one on Twitter, one on Facebook, one on Google. And it is just like, hands down, the best money you can spend is with Google AdWords. And it's so cheap. They only charge you and people click on it. And I'm just, I keep getting, I'm I'm shocked by that because I think people spend so much time on Facebook but maybe they're not looking at the ads or clicking on the ads. Whereas Google, you Google something in the first three naturally might tap. So it's it's intriguing to me, what, depending on what you're trying to drive traffic to, uh, it really tells you where you need to be putting putting your money at. Aaron, do you find that in, your, in the work? Because you, I'm sure you're doing some SEO stuff with your work. Mm-hmm. Do you find Google gets you the best bang for your buck? I think so. I've done Facebook ads. I've done Twitter ads. Um, I've done Google ads. And I think they do work the best. I, I almost wonder if it's because they're a little more subtle because you can have sort of right. those first three or four um, hits come up on Google and it says ad in tiny little font. Whereas on Facebook, I almost f- feel that it's you know sponsored and the ads are running down the side and it's really obvious to me what the ad content is. So I think people just kind of glaze over that in Facebook, whereas with Google, it's a lot more subtle. And it's intentional, right? So on Facebook, although you know what their likes and interests are, so they might see something that they're interested in, they went to Google, typed in a word that like someone searched drones in Omaha and it brought up my company and it's like they were looking for it. They saw it. And so I think there's just much more likelihood they're going to click on it than saying, okay, yeah, I'm interested in drones, but when I'm scrolling through my Facebook feed, I might not click on your company because I'm not looking for that right now. Exactly. That's a great Mm. point. Aaron, uh, Emily in our chat room is asking what's up with the keyboard behind you? What's the, what's the significant, I think you've mentioned that in a show in the past, but what's behind you there? I might have, it's called, it's called the quirky writer and it's actually, it's just the keyboard. So it's just a computer keyboard that you can attach to your laptop, your tablet, and it's got a little place where you slot the tablet in. And then you basically type like a regular typewriter. I shouldn't say regular typewriter. Do people even still know what typewriters are? Not, they don't exist. I don't <laughs> think you can get them anymore. Could you but buy an IBM Selectric if you wanted to? I don't think you can. No, you probably can't. You can probably find it at a junk store. Yeah. But it's it's really cool. It's got that clacking sound. You probably can't hear it from this far, but oh, it'll yeah. clack like an old typewriter will. So it's just, it's such a cool piece. I got one from the company and I just absolutely loved it. So it's on my wall. With a in a in a special place. Does the return work on the left there? Does that what is it, that? Does that end? The, is that the enter? enter does? Yeah, okay. not the little. That, oh no, the, the tab. Does that work? Actually, yeah. That works. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, I've right. seen those before. We did Emily and I did a whole program on the key on the keyboard, and the the clickety clack keyboards. You know, the gamers are are bringing right. have kind of brought back right. We they kind of disappeared for a while, and the gamers are bringing back these clickety clack. So we did a whole show on those. So she's interested there in, uh, 
in what you got. Well, hey, let's dig into some gadget stuff because we got a bunch of stuff to cover. You recently picked up uh, Galaxy S8. There's been a lot of news coverage. I've heard a lot of positive things. Rich Hay, who's on our show from time to time over at Windows Observer, has had a really positive experience with his S8. Aaron, give us a quick rundown on what you like and how it's been for you. It's been really surprisingly good for me. Uh, I've probably mentioned it on the show previously, but I'm an Apple user. Uh, My laptop is Apple. My tablet is Apple. My day-to-day phone is Apple. So I'm really used to living in that ecosystem. Um, But when I got a chance to try out the Samsung Galaxy S8, I was actually really surprised at how much I liked it and how easily I adapted to it. And just the bells and whistles that are in it and how much prettier it is to sort of deal with how much more vibrant the screen seems. And I'm not saying that to knock Apple because I love Apple, but just having lived in that ecosystem for so long, I was really surprised at what else was out there. And I didn't have a lot of experience with Android. So learning a lot about what Android can do and all the customization options you have with Android was just really surprising to me. So, so far, I I only had a really short time with it uh, about a month or so ago, and I just got another one into my hands now for a longer term review. So I'm really looking forward to really digging in on it. How do you like that curved screen? Because that to me, like, okay, when I take my iPhone out of its case, right, I've got one of these Tech 21 cases. They sold a billion of these cases for the <laughs> iPhone, by the way. It's neoprene or whatever, or plastic, whatever you want to call that, but it's it it grips really well. When I take that thing off, Aaron, my iPhone literally just wants to fly out of my hands. I, I do not know. I feel like it's anti-gravity. Like it just, you know, whoa, right? When you think about it, when I look at that curved screen, you know, the infinity, right? Don't they call it the infinity screen mm-hmm. or something infinity like that? Infinity display, yeah. Yeah. When I look at that, it just seems like it. it's, to me, it would be super slick. And I would always be touching it with my fingers on the side, invoking things. Has that been the case as you've been using it? <laughs> Not, not yet. But like I said, I've only just sort of gotten it back into my hands after just having a really quick preview with it. But I don't know, it, it feels less grippy to me. It's, it's just as shiny. It's just as slick and slippery, but it doesn't feel feel that way. So you feel it feels pretty secure in your hand. It does. And I don't have have a case case on 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 this one right now. And I'm yeah. totally confident. I'm waving it around for those people that can't yeah. see what we're doing because it's radio. Yeah, I just don't even um, take mine out of the case because I'm so afraid. Like when I get it in my hands, I'm just, it feels like that thing's just going to fly out. So as I looked at that screen, I went to Best Buy and was checking them out and I picked it up out of its case. It, it I don't know. I, I, I would need to work with it too. But have you found, you, you talked about ski, this, the screen vibrancy. Has it, is it really a big difference between what you'd see between that and an iPhone? I think it is. And I think part of it is that they've gone obviously edge to edge on both sides of it, but they've also gone further top to bottom. So, I mean, it's not that much bigger than a similarly sized Apple because there's a five and a half inch uh, version of the Galaxy S8 and a 5.8 inch version. So, I mean, similar, but I think just the way that they've filled the screen with it, the fact that it's edge to edge and it's got such a, a good quality display that it feels more vibrant. I'm sure if somebody did, you know, scientific tests on it they're probably quite close and probably quite comparable but just your eye is naturally drawn to the galaxy s8 yeah it does have one of the things i like it's got some accessories that it's just the the galaxy has gotten so popular the accessories are pretty inexpensive when you get to it and there's you know and there's all there's a ton of them i was just at the store the other day and it just seems like 
in the Galaxy line, there are plenty of accessories. When we think about wireless chargers and some of those things that are coming with it, has there is there anything from a you know from a peripheral standpoint as far as that you might want to pair with it, or have you tried different cases, some of those kinds of things, or have you done have you thought about any of the chargers, you know the the wireless chargers? What about any of those? Have you thought about any of those? I've actually had several companies um, since I posted my first review on my website, which, like I said, was about a month or so ago, uh, have been reaching out and saying, we've got cases for it. We've got chargers. We've got power banks. We've got, I mean, every accessory you could want for a smartphone is is available for the Galaxy S8 now. So I just got, I haven't even opened the box yet. I've got a box of cases that have just come in. So I'm super excited to see what they look like and what they can do. And you know, prevent me from breaking it, which I don't want to do because it, um, it's a loner. Yeah. I'm the life of it. a reviewer, like yes. I've got boxes of stuff I can't even get to. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so bad. So being an Apple person though, could you like, if your iPhone broke today, could you switch over relatively easily? Cause I mean, that's been my thing too, is in the past, it seemed like it would be a big jump, but I feel like now I mean, hardware-wise, it's fantastic. They're very comparable. But the ecosystem of Android compared to iOS, how do you feel the jump would be? Maybe it's because I've had some experience. I've been, I've had a Google Pixel phone as well for a okay. while since they came out. I think that was last fall. So I'm getting more familiar with Android. So I don't know if it's the familiarity that I'm getting with Android so that I'm a little more comfortable going back and forth between the two. But... You know, I've been so comfortable with my Apple for so long that even initially, I mean, everything's pretty intuitive. There are some things you do have to look up if right. you're an Android user. It's it's not as though you're going to figure it out on your own with some things. So I've spent many a, a day on Google trying to go, how do I close the dual split screen window? <laughs> it's I can't figure it out and I can't shut it down. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's like anything. I think if you spend enough time with it and you're committed to learning it and adapting to it, you'll figure it out no problem. And, and that's interesting to hear because I think Apple like went the opposite way, whereas I think there's a lot of tricks and things on the Apple devices now, whereas previous versions of iOS, it was pretty straightforward what to do. When I hand the phone to someone who's never used it before, sometimes they can naturally figure it out, whereas now there's so many swipes from the different sides of the screen press and hold. And now, especially with the uh, 3D touch, okay, if you press it and press it even harder, now it's going to pop up in a different menu. So I think now they've actually, that's even even the plane a little bit more than they were in the past. Because I know I was walking my grandma through one of these things. I was like, well, it's just not as simple as it used to be. You're going to have to do X, Y, and Z. And I, it was the first time I'm like, iOS is actually getting a little bit more complicated to use. They're no longer the super easy to use operating system. Well, they always like to have little hidden functions that no one's going to tell you about. You're going to have to sort of learn organically. Do, right. do we still call those Easter eggs like you yeah. do in, oh, yeah. you know, in video games, right? All the stuff you didn't know your phone could do or that you wanted it to do. But once you know it, you're like, hey. Awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're the cool kid <laughs> on the block with the new Watch feature. Me. Yeah. Hey, right? Siri, can you rap for me? All that secret stuff, right? Wait, does she do something cool? I didn't uh, even know that one. She really does. Yeah. Really? If you ask her to rap or ask her to beatbox for you. Well, there's my next next uh, <laughs> break you activity. I'm going to go on mute for a little bit. <laughs> you, you can pick it up. Aaron, you also picked up or you've had in your hands the Tab 3, the Tab S3 and the Gear S3. Uh, talk a little bit about your, you know, the Tab a little bit larger, of course, and then the, the Gear Watch. Talk a little bit about those. How do you like those? 
So the tab was very cool as well. Again, surprised at how much I enjoyed the experience. The Tab S3 comes with uh, something Samsung calls the S Pen, which is basically a stylus that you can use on the screen. One of the things I've always hated about styluses, though, is that kind of weird scratching on glass feeling that most of them will give you if you're using them on a device. The thing I liked about the Samsung is that it feels more naturally like pen on paper. So it's an act, it's a really nice writing experience if you're going to use it. So that was fun. Um, the tablet was pretty fast. It was pretty responsive. Again, the screen was nice and vibrant. It was um, in, really enjoyable to watch videos on it. And of course, you've got the split screen option where you can open up you know, a YouTube video window and then open up your chat room or whatever you want to use. And it's all sort of right in front of you. So I really like that. I only had a short time to review that, but I did post something on my YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Aaron Lawrence TV, if anybody wants to check it out. Awesome. And then the Galaxy, or sorry, the um, S... Before you, before you do the gear watch, yeah. um, you mentioned in your review, it's got four speakers in it. Uh, tablets have always been awful. Phones, frankly, have up until recently have always been awful. Uh, it, any better with four speakers in it? Did it still give tablet sound or is it getting any better? It's not stereo sound. I mean, you're going to want to plug in something external or plug in a decent pair of headphones if you if sound is really that important to you. Uh, but it does help because, I mean, the, the way the speakers are oriented on the tablet, there's sort of two in the bottom end. And then if you turn the tablet horizontally, there's speakers also in the other end. So kind of whichever way you've turned the tablet, you've always got two speakers sort of at the bottom and not quite facing you, I guess, but towards you. So I didn't notice a huge difference, but I'm also, when I'm watching stuff on my tablet or on my phone, if it's, if it's on speaker, I'm not counting on it to be great sounding audio anyway. Yeah. And at five ninety nine here in the United States, uh, almost 800 Canadian dollars seems a little pricey. Do you think, um, you know, yeah, it's got a pen. Does it, does it have a pen holder built into it or is that pen? Chance no, it doesn't. So I had to be really careful and it came with a note that was like, please do not lose the S pen. <laughs> yes. I was like, okay, okay. So I literally like kept them together in yeah. a, in a Ziploc bag for all right. intents and purposes the whole time I had it because I was paranoid about losing it. Re replaceable tips on that pen or no? Uh, I don't know. Actually, it didn't look like it. And, That's uh, one of the things the Surface has done really well. You know, at five ninety nine, you're it's still a little cheaper than a Surface, but you're kind of in that category. Like, hey, I could actually for for another couple hundred bucks, I get a full Windows PC and have it be a Surface. And that pen is that's one of the best pens I've ever experienced on glass. And they do have, you know, because eventually it'll wear down. They do have replaceable tips, which I really, really, you know, I really, really like. Did you find yourself writing on it much? To be honest, isn't it? That that's the promise. Like everybody's doing pens, right, or pencils yeah. in the Apple in the Apple's case, <laughs> they right? Have to be different, right? No, of course. Right. Of course. Did you find I yourself did. writing in the short time I you did. had? I mean, just just for testing purposes more than anything. But I could see myself using it more because the other thing about it, it wasn't just the pen to glass screen experience that was good. The text recognition and the handwriting recognition feature that it's got in it works really well. So you can write something in your handwriting on the screen and then it'll digitize it into text for you. And there are, there's a couple of specialized products. The Moleskin Smart Writing Kit was another one I've tried out previously. But I mean, that's pretty specialized. Like you're buying a special notebook and a special pen and using a special app for that. Whereas this, 
it's all built right in. So I found it worked really well. It was really good at recognizing even my kind of chicken scratchy handwriting. So I, I like that part of it. I could see myself using it a lot more. And I actually, I know a lot more people now that are getting these tablets. I know somebody that I work with has one of the um, Apple Pro tablets. He brings it to every meeting, handwrites his notes. And like, I mean, he's been doing that for the last six months. So I guess it doesn't wear off if that's what you're into. Yeah. I Versus an iPad for you, which do you go with? I don't know. I mean, at home, Apple is still my ecosystem at the moment. So yeah. I'm, I'm used to that. I'm comfortable with that. I feel like the iPad that I have maybe doesn't have quite as much functionality as I think I've got the two. So there's probably more functional versions of it out there. And comparing my old iPad to the new Samsung is probably not fair. But for right now, I'm still cool with my Apple iPad. But I, you know, if I were going to switch my ecosystem over to Android and Samsung, then I mean, it's a great tablet. Yeah, Aaron, you're always. This is a bias-free show, by the way. If you want to be biased, you absolutely can. So never feel like you have. To. We always we're always looking for honest answers, and, and you, awesome. you can do that as well. Fair okay, well. Uh, you got the you you got the 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 Gear Watch as well. The uh, S3. Did I get that right? Yeah, the S3 Gear Watch. You mentioned in your review, it's kind of big. So talk a little bit about that. It's really big. I would say that's the biggest knock on that product. Um, it's it's definitely made for men. It's it it takes up you know my entire arm when I wear it uh, as a woman, and that's there's only that one size. There's sort of two different bezel formats and two different bands you can get, but it's essentially the same watch. So I think for ladies, it's not something delicate. It's not something that you can sort of wear you know, for a night out as an elegant piece of jewelry, it's I'm wearing a smart watch and damn it, everyone's going to know it. (laughs) So, I mean, if that's your thing and maybe it is fantastic, but for me, I like something a little more delicate, a little more feminine. So I just feel like it's not really made for the ladies. Now, with that said, the functionality of it is great. I mean, you can make phone calls on it. You can send text messages on it. You, you know, it tells the time it's what? got all kinds of, what is that? What is, what is the time? <laughs> so it's great. Um, obviously it's made for Android users. It does work with Apple, which is fantastic, but the functions are a lot more limited. So you can't make phone calls with it. It will tell you, you've got a text message, but you can't reply to them or really do anything with those alerts. So it's kind of just more a notification center if you're an Apple user versus if you've got iPhone, you get full functionality. Or sorry, if you've got an Android phone, you get the full functionality. Yeah. And I'd imagine that'd be both. And Aaron, let me ask you this. And Mike, I'm going to ask you this question as well. Mm-hmm. Do you think, Aaron, that if you're going to pair a phone with a watch, you stay in the ecosystem, right? You you, you don't try to do an Android and a, you know, an Android watch and an Apple. Can you tell so? You're shaking your head, but yes, you think that's your experience. You test a lot of these things. You're going to stay in the same ecosystem. So would you, do you have an Apple watch? Is that something you would wear often or are you going to go that direction? I do not have an Apple watch. I would love to have an Apple watch. Um, And I think you're absolutely right that once you're in the ecosystem, just stay in the ecosystem. So if I was going to get a smartwatch, it would definitely be an Apple. I've been kind of waiting for 
each successive generation to see what's new and, you know, how it's going to change and what other options are available. But yeah, I mean, I, I did like the the Samsung gear, but it just, it doesn't make sense for me for the price that I'm going to pay for the Apple watch versus what I would pay for the Samsung watch to be limited in the functionality. It just doesn't make sense. What's the Samsung retailing at right now? Do you know, Aaron? Uh, do I have it here? And Mike, what's the, what's the Apple watch at right now? Uh, all over, starting at around 300 okay. and then going up. 350 and up. Aaron, did you? Yeah. I don't have it handy here, Jim. Okay. That's, no, that's but fine. It's, it's one of those things, too. You know, you talked about how for women, it's not something you can wear in all occasions. And I think a wearable kind of needs to be something that becomes a habit to wear all the time. It needs to be, for me, it's, do I have my phone, my wallet, my keys, and my watch? It's like that thing I check for, I do the pat down before I leave the house. Do I have them all? Yes, I'm good to go. Because if it's if it doesn't become a habit, you just start to wear it less and less, and it just sits there on the charger. So I think it's really hard when you have a device that, like she just mentioned, isn't necessarily something that a woman can wear without screaming, I'm wearing a smartwatch, and, and being very loud and proud about it. it. It becomes hard. So for men, maybe on the gear side, it's something that can become an everyday sort of item. Uh, I think that's why, I mean... Apple and all the other companies had it right. We're switching the bands out. I know my wife loves, we both have Apple watches and we can't live without them. And she, we both swap out the bands for whatever occasion we're doing. We have our workout bands and our kind of lake slash riding around the farm bands. And then we have our, you know, my everyday work band is just a simple leather band. And I, I think it works out pretty well when you have something that can be universal and worn every single day. And part of the functionality of any smartwatch really includes, you know, your activity tracking, your sleep monitoring, which they tout. So you're right. If you're not going to be wearing it constantly all day and all night, really, I mean, taking it off, I guess, for charging occasionally, then you're missing out on some of those functions. <laughs> yeah. I get mad sometimes when I'm too lazy to swap the band out when I want to go out and mow. But when I mow is when I do a lot of my workout throughout, that's really sad that mowing is a workout for me, but it is. <laughs> and then I miss out on my streaks. If I miss, like if I don't wear it for a day, if I forget it at home, well, there goes my streak of, you know, my activity monitor for the last month or whatever it is. So you're totally right. I didn't even think about the activity tracking, but it's something that keeps yeah. you putting on that watch every single morning. Well, at least we know that uh, social engineering is working, Mike, uh, for you and your worried 100%. that you're not, <laughs> you're not getting those stuff. I, I have that's an addictive personality, so I'm pretty easy to convince. But uh, yeah, but yeah. No, that's that's good. That's the way it should work. You know, I'm a so I have a band, Microsoft Band. Mm -hmm. This is my second one, and this weekend when I was in D.C., I got the dreaded band crack, uh, oh. which is what what doomed these products from the start. Now I love I, the more I use this the more I've gotten into it. Now I can quickly switch. I'll probably switch to a Fitbit, to be honest with you, because I want to, you know, I'm also a Garmin. So I also have the Garmin series for running, right? This is a Garmin 220. And they've, they have updated these. I think that's a 225 now, and they got some really cool functions. 250 for this watch, by the way, which feels like it, there's no weight to this thing, which is great. You're a runner. You don't want a heavy watch. It specializes in running. But the price point on these watches is getting crazy. Where Mike at 350 at the bottom level, for a watch. And I think at 350, I want to wear that freaking thing every day for 10 years. Right. Like that and, and and I'm worried for both for both the Apple Watch and what we're doing on the Samsung side is that like two years. I'm thinking in two years it's done. I'm gonna be trading it in and I and I spent three hundred or four hundred or five hundred bucks on a watch. It's a little bit of a bubble from a price standpoint. Don't you Aaron, don't you feel like watches have become a bubble? you know before smartwatches, if you would have bought a five hundred dollar watch, you would have gotten a pretty good. I mean, that, that would have been Philippe. 
yeah, that'd have been a pretty good European, you know, Swiss watch. Do you think we're in a kind of a little bit of bubble with just the price? I look at it as there's an entire computer now strapped yeah. to your arm. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, they're expensive, but there's an entire computer <laughs> strapped to your arm in something that fits on your wrist, you know? So yeah. that's kind of the it's, price of that technology. Yeah, no, I would totally agree. It's another accessory almost to your phone. And we think about these phones, we thought the same thing about phones, that phones should last four or five years. When smartphones just came out, people weren't on the you know, one year or two year upgrade track. And now it's a thing that we spend money on usually every one to two years, we're all grabbing a new phone. And so the watches, yeah, but there's also, you can still go out and spend a lot amount of money on a traditional watch and it will last you 50, a hundred years. You can pass it on to your grandkids and they'll love it. Uh, but if you, it's more of like a different style of watch. So I was initially Jim, the same way you were, where it's like, man, this Apple watch, I'm going to be outdated in two years, but now it's something that with as much as I wear it and get use out of it, I might be willing to buy a new one. I wouldn't say every two years, but maybe every three years. Uh, it's it's that important to me and it provides that much of value to me. Uh, when I'm sitting in a work meeting, not having to check my phone or anything like that, you you know who's calling, you know who's emailing you, uh, does it need to take your attention away? It's been a... yeah. Been a great addition. Well, I, I can't live without. You know, this is this. Before, again, I'll show it one more time because I'm so like, oh, I knew this was coming. <laughs> oh. I knew it was coming. Like this is an impending disaster. You know, these were 250. It's not terrible, and I got, I did get a year and a half out of two watches. You know, which again, Microsoft has stopped. Uh, you know, stopped making them. But I'm in that market where, like, I've had a heart rate monitor now for t a year and a half, and, and I, I am addicted to the heart rate monitor for my workouts. I watch it. I know when I'm in the zone. I, you know, I train to it. So I'm. Not, I can't just like, well, I'm going to go back. The the Garmin doesn't offer that in this version. I could put a strap on, but I don't want to put the, the heart rate strap on. I want it come right off my wrist. So. I'll what be makes going you, on what to makes you want to go with the Fitbit for your next one? Well, I think just price because I see these things as fairly disposable, and mm -hmm. so I'd rather have a I'd rather pay the one forty for the Fitbit and and have it for like at one forty I could get that thing for a year or two and I'd have no problem disposing it. If I pay four fifty, because Mike, that's that's would be my price point for the the Apple Watch is probably four fifty. Uh, I think it's like three hundred, right? You can get the the. Version. I thought they were three fifty. Maybe the prices come down. I'm just saying, I'm yeah. probably not going to go with the bottom one, right? So it's, it's probably, let's just say it's 400, right? Okay. Every time you pay taxes in Nebraska, it's going to be 400. So um, anyways, 400, Aaron, is, yeah. you know, you start thinking about that and you're like, it's great. It does a lot of great stuff for me. And it's a computer, but still, <laughs> it's one of those kinds of things. I want 400 to last five years. Right. And I'm not sure that we're in that we're in that place yet where those things are going to last. I don't know, Mike, do you think your Apple watch is going to last you five years? Could you stretch it out that far? Oh, I, I totally think so. Okay. Yeah. If you're willing to not have the new um, latest and greatest features, you know, yeah. of the watch and the watch for me now, it's got the heart rate monitor. It's got the workout. Um, it's got everything I need. So right now I just checked, you can get the 42 millimeter, which is there's two sizes. The 42 is the biggest uh, starting at 299. Which is unless you want to get stainless steel or something like that, you can get in there for two ninety nine. And I think that's a a decent price point, especially for the exact reason you just asked me. Like, I think this thing is going to last. Um, you know, I, I would say four to five years. 
Aaron, have you done any Fitbit work in your reviews? Have you had those? What do you think? I've tested many of the Fitbits and I've actually, I've tested a ton of activity trackers. I went through a phase where I think I tried pretty much everything on the market and the testing that I did and the comparisons that I did for all of them, for me, Fitbit came out on top consistently. It was the most accurate um, in terms of heart rate, in terms of steps and actual steps counted. Um, there are a lot of activity monitors you can get that um, say they're counting steps, but they're just sort of using a default. Um, so it's not actually counting steps to your stride. So you want something that you can actually configure to your stride that's adjustable. Fitbit lets you do that. And just in terms of, it's exactly like you say, I've had had probably two or three different Fitbits um, for myself. And my first one um, lasted me probably two and a half years. And I replaced the band when it wore out, but they're easily replaceable. It was it had the tracker sort of in the middle, so you can pop the tracker out and pop it into any band. And then um, I tried the Alta that has a heart rate it, heart rate monitor in it. And I just find they work really well. Their, their app is really intuitive. All the data is at your fingertips. Everything is really accurate. And by and large, they look good too, which, you know, if you're going to wear something on your body 24 yeah. seven, you kind of want it to have a slim profile and look nice. Tony in the chat room is saying he didn't, I think he's saying this, but didn't like the me viewing messages for messages and calls. Did you do much interaction with that? Was that okay for you? It's different for everybody, but is that okay for you? Uh, I did on the Alta. It's, I mean, it really just sends you sort of the first line of the text message, if that, and it'll say, you know, so-and-so is calling in the first line of it, or so-and-so is texting you. And that's right. what it says um, with the, oh my God, I know I've forgotten the name of it, but they sort of make a smartwatch version. And it's got a bigger screen. It's sort of, uh, it's a lot slimmer than the Samsung one we were talking about. So you can actually see more of the message. You can scroll through the message. It's got a color screen. Um, and that's a little easier to interact with. I think it just depends on how much you want to spend on the model you're getting. If you're okay yeah. just to get a basic alert for stuff, no problem. If you sort of want that full interaction, then you're going to pay a bit more for that. Well, it sounds like to me it's worth if you're gonna if you're into this market, you, you really should go in and and try some things out to make sure that you like what the, for those features that I've I, I think the the band really did a nice job on messaging, and so for me and if it it give you a basic message and if you wanted more it was just a single click and you would get more. Mm -hmm. I felt like the the vibration was just the perfect amount where you couldn't hear it, but you could definitely feel it. And so it wasn't, you know, going off like, Hey, we might as well have just let the thing ring. You know, if you're going to be, exactly. that, let's just ring the stupid thing. Yeah. Uh, and so it's probably um, uh, Tony's accent. Was it the blaze? Is it that was the blaze. I just okay. saw Tony's uh, question pop up. Okay. Yes. Thank you. That's exactly yeah. the one I'm talking and about. I think and the by guys... the way, I, I looked up the price of the uh, gear watch and it's yeah. three fifty. Okay. So similar to the Apple watch from that, right. from that standpoint. And so Mike, I think I'm going to have, I'm going to put some tape, uh, some black electrical tape on this just to see how long I can, cause I really do like this watch and it's not even a year old yet. I mean, this, this happened at the six month mark again. Well, I got 11 months out of the first one. They shipped me a new one and I got six months out of this one. 
and I'm like, well, maybe I can stretch it out because I really do like it. But Can't I will you just replace be... the bands on those. No, it's all in one. It's an all in. Sorry, oh, you're being man. smart with me. I know. But oh, well, okay. But but what you said about trying them out, figuring out what features you want to pay for is so true. Um, what had me hooked on the Apple Watch? Um, well, I had already purchased it, but if I had tried it out and I had this feature. When you're on the same Wi-Fi network, it doesn't matter where your phone is. It doesn't need to be within range. So when I'm at work and I leave my phone at my cubicle or if I forget it and I go down to the cafeteria or if I'm anywhere in that building on the same Wi-Fi network, I can make and receive calls. So someone calls me and I can answer it from my watch. Those little things are kind of nice because uh, a lot of times, I mean, I spend a lot of time in office buildings, whether it's at the client or at the or at our work site. And it just makes it really easy. I don't have to remember where this phone is anymore. And a lot of times with how big these are getting, they're not in your, your uh, pocket at all times. So I don't know, those little tiny features, someone might tell you, Hey, that's not worth it for me. I'm not paying the extra hundred dollars for those little features. And that's fine. But for me, those little conveniences make it worth it for the extra hundred bucks than you might spend on a Fitbit. Mm -hmm. Aaron, you're spending your money. You need a fitness watch. Ooh, that's a tough question. What do you What are you spending it on? What 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 right now? What do you buy? Uh, if you gave me three hundred and fifty dollars today and sent me to the store, Jim, yeah. I would probably I would probably go with the Apple Watch, okay. just okay. because by the time I'm spending, uh, I think the Blaze is like two fifty. So by the mm -hmm. time I'm spending two fifty on the Blaze, which only has limited functionality with my Apple Gear. I'm I'm saving up a little bit more and and just going whole hog with the Apple Watch. Yeah, yeah. And I I think I do that the same and put Apple Care because you, you can get Apple Care on that as well, right, Mike? On the watches, I maybe because I am I am super hard on my watches. Like right, I beat the just the daylights out of these things. In the military, when I was in the military, I had a new watch every six months. I was just I beat those things so bad, even. Today, in my workouts and some of the things that I do, it is definitely getting wet. It is definitely getting beat, and it's going to rub up against a few things. So I got to have a watch that's kind of durable, too. Right. Yeah. See, that leans me back towards the Fitbit. I think those are a little bit more durable than I, having all that glass out front. I don't know, though. The Apple Watch is – I have – I mean, I have done some – I have whacked that thing on so many door jams and everything, and – I actually, if I could go back, I wouldn't do the stainless steel version because I think the stainless steel version, um, I think that's what it is, right? Yeah. It shows a lot of those, you know how stainless steel shows yeah, like scratches, you know, and the other versions don't. Uh, but besides that, even the version I have, which is not touted as waterproof, I was disc golfing, totally forgot that it's on my wrist and I just reached into a lake and grabbed it. I mean, my wrist was under there and I was digging around for it and I finally came back up. I found it was under a rock and it sunk all the way to the bottom. and it was perfectly fine. Like it smoked your pedal, your pebble, right? It, yeah. <laughs> well, how many of those did I go through? Four? Three, three or four? I think three. I think three. Oh. I ended up on my, yeah, I, I got three replaced. So I ended up with a fourth. Aaron, and, do, um, do you agree with Mike? You think, you think those Apple watches are durable enough? I don't know. Okay. I mm. haven't gotten hands on with one yeah. enough to, to, to be a judge. Sure. But I mean, considering the way I've beaten up some of my other Apple gear that I have, yeah, I think it's probably going to be okay. Yeah, well, if it's anything my iPhone, I mean, I'm still on a six. I'm two and a half years into it, and it's new. I mean, I, I can't. Yeah. I, it still is a great. It's just, it's been a good. Well, I've got, 
I have a decision to make and you know, I'm going to stretch this, uh, this, you know, my, my band out as far as I can. Cause I just want to get the value out of it. It was very expensive when I bought it. Mike, when's the next rev on watches? When do I need to start watching for watches? Oh, that is a very, very good question. And I think probably going to be end of this year. Okay. That's a total guess. They just came out with like series out. two watches. Um, last, when was that? Yeah, I think it was. So I think we have maybe so maybe coming maybe? up this fall. Yeah. Yeah. If but they then again, and they're talking about the anniversary iPhone this fall as well, yeah. potentially rumors. Yeah. We don't know. Well, okay. I've got some work to do. I got some things to think about. We, it's never easy, right? I think Aaron, this is the part of the tech stuff. That's hard is that there's so many factors that go into looking at these things. You've given me some good things to think about. I didn't, I didn't think this was going to be a watch conversation when we started this, but um, it, it is one of those things where now that I've had a smartwatch for two, two years or so that I, it, it's, I, and especially in the last six months, I've gotten addicted to it in my workouts and I just need, and now I want it. I don't want to, I don't want to go out today. I was on the bike and I turned on, you know, on the, on the band It is really good at tracking GPS on runs and bikes I mean, this is where the band did really, really, really well. And I turn that thing on and I track every mile and I'm looking all the time to see, you know, how fast am I going and am I, am I keeping up and where's my heart rate at and some of those kinds of things. And it's changed the way I do my workouts. We don't just go out and work out anymore. I go out and work out with, right? yeah, I work out with intentionality. It's, it's, you're gamifying it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and at my age, intervals are really, really important in my workouts. I need to be doing more of those where I get my heart rate up for a shorter period of time and then bring it back down and up and back down. And so that allows me to monitor all that. And you can't just do that. It's hard to do that without it, you know? Um, so anyways, it's become super important. All right. Well, we're going to run out of time. I may have to have you come back to talk about my favorite <laughs> subject here. Because I want to talk about it, and we're going to run out of time. You have been uh, two things. You've been uh, messing around, and we'll get to this because Mike, when we talked about this in pre-show, Mike was like, "Ooh, you've been messing around with these beds in a box, right?" <laughs> and like they, because this is always the hard part. You go to the store, and you got to have a car to put that thing on. And now they have like, there are some companies that are scrunching this thing down and putting it in a box, and they deliver it to it. Talk a little bit about your mattress in a box experience because it's got a little tech in it, I think. It does. And that's that's what sort of drew me to it, of being the tech blogger, writer type person that I am. The first thing I did when I was deciding on getting a new mattress was plug mattress technology into Google, just so I could see what's new and what's happening. And one of the first options that came up was a mattress called Lisa, and it's spelled L-E-E-S-A. And so I went to the website, checked it out. And I, I, I before this, I had not heard of a mattress in a box. I was the type of person where you go to the department store, you go to the bed store, that's what you get. Uh, they deliver it to your house for an exorbitant fee, and then you just, you're stuck with it. So I sort of read about this, and I was really interested in the technology of how exactly do you shrink a full-size queen or king mattress into a box that I can, you know, carry up my stairs and move into my get bedroom by, by yourself, myself. Get to the bedroom, Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I was just really fascinated with how they do that. So I read up on it and, and I reached out to the company and just asked them for some information. And they said, well, why don't, you, why don't you try it? Have the experience and see what you think, see how it works, see how you like it. So they shipped me a mattress. And sure enough, it arrives in a very small box. I was able to carry it up the front stairs of my house by myself, dragged it into the bedroom. You open up the box and in essence, it's rolled up inside kind of like a 
sleeping bag, really. And you lay it out on your box spring, you cut the plastic off, and all of a sudden it just goes from being about, you know, three or four inches thick to full size in the space of one minute by the time you cut the plastic off. And I thought it can't possibly be comfortable because it's it's essentially just foam. So it's, I mean, we, we don't have to get into the technology of it, but, but there's different layers of foam and they do different things. But I thought it's just a foam mattress. How comfortable can it be? And I was blown away by how much I liked it. And my husband, who is so picky when it comes to mattresses, even he said, like, do we have to send this back? Because this is, I'm really liking this. And this is in, you know, 10 years of marriage, the only bed we've both been able to agree on. One of us is always unhappy with the bed that we end up with. So it was really surprising. And then... Had we not liked it, had we decided to, you know, we're going to send it back and, and everybody gets this if, if you're buying one of these mattresses, they will come and pick it up if you don't like it. They ask you to test it out for a certain length of time. But if you don't like it, they will come back, pick it up and basically donate it to a charity in whatever city you're in. So it doesn't go to waste. It's not as though they're reselling used mattresses. So I, I really like that aspect of it as well, that if I can't use it, the company says, no problem. We're just going to make it a donation to charity. Wow. What, what is the retail for the, so for Lisa, what is the, what's the retail on this? It was around, I think eight or $900 for a queen size. I think they said all their mattress sizes are under a thousand, including King. So it just sort of goes steps down from there. Yeah. Uh, Canadian price is a bit different. I think it's sli- obviously slightly higher. So yeah, a little, little bit more. Or I com- mean, when you think Canadian about how much. Right? Always, they always complain like on the show here, because we'll talk about it. Like, oh, it costs more in Canada and our Australian friends are even more angry. <laughs> They're like, oh, it costs you're twice that much. You're not just getting one fist wave. You're getting two They're getting two waves. and a can of beer. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, you've done Casper. Mike, Weger, have you done the Casper mattress? I did not try the Lisa. I actually tried the Casper. And Hannah and I had about the same experience um, as Aaron. We really didn't expect much from it, but I had heard about it on the podcast. Uh, I listened to... One of the podcasts I listened to, I think it was like Mac Geek Gab or something like that. And they were talking about it and, you know, they play the same ad all the time. So I'm like, okay, I got to try this next time we get a mattress. And it turned out that they were actually just one of the more affordable options. So we were naturally drawn to it. And so we were like, okay, we'll give it a shot. We ordered it. I think the podcast code gave us $50 off. So even better, they delivered it. Same exact experience. Um, came in the door and actually we lived in an apartment complex and it was up on the third floor by our door when we got home, which was kind of nice. The UPS guy did all the hard work getting it up the three flights of stairs. So um, that was nice. The best part about those boxes too, is that they slide through all doorways because we, this apartment complex had very narrow doors and it even slid through those, which we were impressed with. So same experience, open it up. We both love the mattress and we kind of swear by it. We're like, okay, all of our mattresses from here on, we were in the apartment and in that room, we actually only had a full size bed. So we have a full size Casper. And so we're like, okay, very soon we're going to get a king size. This will move into the guest room and we'll be, you know, that it'll just kind of swap the mattresses around and keep going with that. But man, just super convenient, really affordable, which was surprising for how comfortable the mattress is. We had gone and laid around at, you know, the JC Penney's and all the, or wherever they are, not JC Penney, but you know, all the stores, the big box stores. And this one was by far the most comfortable. 
Aaron Tony says in chat, a little warm. They sleep. A, they slept a little warm for him. Have you guys and Michael ask you too? Have they slept a little warmer than a traditional mattress? I did not find and do not find ours very warm. Um, the the Lisa and I and I read up about this. They're, the top layer of foam that they use is specially designed to be cooling, more more cooling. Yeah. That's not that's not a word. Uh, but it's a, it's a special layer of foam that's designed to sort of get some airflow through you. Yeah. So, I mean, we're just hitting summer here. It's going to be interesting to try it out in full summer here. But we've had it for about three or four months, and it hasn't bothered me at all. Okay. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm the type that uh, so I'm always hot. Like I I and I hate being hot. And Hannah's always freezing and hates to be cold. So she's always got all the blankets and everything. And I have not had a problem with it. If anyone was going to feel hot on the match, I think I would. So the Casper, at least I don't find it too bad. We got it last July or June. So we had it during the summer months. Wasn't too bad, but more for me, I think actually I struggle more in the winter months because the heat's on. And I think I, I get way hotter in the winter uh, just because of the heat, you know, of air conditioning blowing on you all night. So, and I didn't have any struggle then either. So we didn't have any struggle with it. But I think Casper is the same sort of way. They have like a, is it latex foam on top that sleeps cooler? Yes. I believe something like that. And I, it, it must work. They even make a dog bed now for Casper. And I really want to get PD one because I love it so much, <laughs> but I can't bring myself to spend like the hundred uh, on the dog bed, but I think he really needs it. So we should well, find a way to roll it up in with the bed so that it's like buy the full size oh, mattress, get the mini dog bed for free. I would it do it rolled up in the middle. Oh, well, now I'm such a Casper fan. They sell like everything. Now they have pillows, sheets, all that stuff. And I'm kind of wanting to test them all. When we do the next king size bed, just say, okay, give us the whole kit and we're going to test everything out. Interesting. Well, I'll have to think about it. I think we're moving. I think we're trying to move next summer. We are, we've committed to kind of some new furniture in the move. And so I have to start thinking about that again. And, you know, with the, with the, with the, Hey, Try it for 90 days or whatever the number of days it is. Mm -hmm. And then, I, you know, we may go that route. It doesn't sound like it's that much more expensive than a, than a regular bed. By the way, we have no sponsorship uh, from <laughs> Casper or Lisa. I know some podcasts <laughs> sell these things. We don't. So this isn't one big giant commercial for that. Uh, but if you do use the coupon code, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe two percent at checkout. Maybe yeah, maybe that is an option for us is to is to give that a try first, and if we don't like it, we'll let them donate it, and then we'll go buy a traditional mattress. So yeah. pretty cool, Aaron. You've also been trying out in the there. You have this Betty Glow, which is a kind of a clock, this kind of clock radio that syncs with your phone. Did I get that right? Is it Betty? Betty Glow? Yes, Betty Glow. And That's I'll throw right. that link in the chat room if you want to take a look at it. But uh, talk a little bit about this because this is kind of a different look at a clock at a you know at a radio or a wake-up device an alarm clock for your right for your bed. well so many people are using their smartphones for alarm clocks now which is fine but you know if you're if your phone is going off and you're getting email alerts and text messages and everything all night it's not really conducive to quality sleep so i i got a sample of this alarm clock called the betty glow to try out and basically what it is is it's a smart alarm clock so you can choose exactly how you want to be woken up each morning and a couple of the really neat points about it are you can use, it has a simulated daylight feature. So when you set the alarm, the simulated daylight will start to softly glow and then sort of brighten up your room until the point where the alarm goes off and you can set it to ring or buzz or 
wake you with soft ocean sounds and, you know, wonderfully soft music. So depending on what kind of wake up you like, you can get that. So I've been using the simulated daylight because I get up in the middle of the night normally around three in the morning, usually. (laughs) So having the simulated daylight is really helpful, I've found for me. And then just the soft sounds are nicer to me than the radio or the buzzer. So I've really liked that. And one of the other really cool things about it is you, if the power ever goes out, you know, you have to reset the alarm clock and you're pushing the little buttons on the top about what, 60 times. Cause it's always just off the time you need to reset this clock. You just sync it to your phone and it reads the time off your phone. It sets itself. It remembers all your alarms because it's connected to your phone. And that's um, in part how you can control it and get things set up. So it's really easy to use. It's super smart. Um, It's so smart, you can ask it to call you an Uber in the morning when you get up. So you can set one of the buttons on it, you push the button, and it will just automatically summon an Uber to your home, to set it up, but presumably to your home. So it's got a ton of really smart features. It'll also, you can set it to um, announce to you if you want what the traffic and weather are in the morning. So the alarm goes off, you hit snooze, and then it'll give you the weather forecast for the day and tell you how long it's going to take for you to commute to work. And again, you put in this information, your location, your home, your work into the smartphone app, and it's got it all there for you. It'll just tell you everything you need to know every morning. So it was really smart and kind of fun. And I've really been enjoying it. And it runs about 80 bucks US, I think it is. Yeah, which isn't terrible. Hmm. I mean, when you think about not, not you think for all about, that functionality, it's, it's got a speaker in it, I assume, too. So you could sync music. It does. All those, all those. Yeah, things. you can play Spotify. You can play your own music if you want. Podcasts, of course. Yeah. Of whatever, course. whatever you want to listen to or wake up to home to. It's also got like. <laughs> I want to wake up to Jim's voice every day. Don't do that. <laughs> there you go. Please, Jim, can you do that do for that. us? Just record like. Yeah. Wake up. <laughs> Don't use me as white noise. It does have white noise as well. So, I mean, that's pretty common, I think, in, in a lot of clocks now. Yes. Yeah. And it's nice. There's all kinds of different settings within the app, too. So if you want to listen to, you know, the sound of a fan or ocean or thunderstorm, rain, it's got all that stuff in it, too. No. Very cool. You you like, is that a keeper? Is that something that you're going to keep around? That one is a keeper. I I decided pretty much on day two, I was not giving this one back <laughs> and it was not going anywhere. <laughs> so my old alarm clock is like under the bedside table right now, you know, sad and lonely yeah. because it's not very smart. But Take it to Goodwill or one of those yes, places. And I, it's like, it, it, um, will, it will find a nice new home. I'm sure there's a cartoon movie about that where the alarm clock gets replaced and the old one is sad <laughs> in <laughs> some kind of way. I, I have, um, you know, we've messed around with various kinds of alarm clocks and I still end up with my phone. I mean, that has kind of just been find the ringtone on my phone. I don't, I'm not using white noise. So I haven't gone that route and I've tried a couple times. This sounds like this could be a really good one uh, for the room. Now we are in a situation uh, from time to time. I'm moving into the guest room just because one of us is snoring and like, it's like, Hey, could you, I need to get some sleep or whatever. So I'm finding actually that I almost need to like, I need mm. to charge because I plug my phone in in the bedroom and then sometimes I end up in the guest bedroom and I'm actually finding I almost need a solution where the phone syncs to whatever device uh, is in the room. 
So I'd almost need like two of these and it would right. sync to the, you know, whatever. And I, I need to bring enough cables to charge both because I want to bring my phone with me, right? From, or right. I don't know, can it connect? How far do you think it could go? Well, it's got this one in particular has, I think it's two USB ports in the oh, back. Yeah. So, I mean, you could connect yeah. multiple devices depending on how long your cords are. I don't know. I haven't tried syncing more than one phone to it, though. That's a good question. Yeah, just kind of wondering multiple rooms. It's a, it's a weird situation. As we get older, this is more difficult stuff that kind of happens to people, you know. Anyways, but it's I'm, so I'm finding myself in multiple rooms or in multiple places sometimes where I'm waking up not necessarily where I went to sleep. And so I know that sounds weird, but it's, that's just the way it is. <laughs> so, um, you just need I, to I have think, cords stashed yeah, in every room. I kind of do, or devices that are set. This would be really handy if it was a, like, I would set my phone and then if I do need to get up and move rooms and then I could take my phone with me and it would, you know, as I, as I put it on the new device, that thing would take over with whatever settings I'm assuming because it's the app that controls the, the alarm clock, right? Not the, the, you're not setting it on the alarm clock. You're setting the app, right. which is controlling the alarm clock. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Well, it's, it's something, it's something interesting. I, I certainly, there's been many mornings I've heard my alarm clock go off in the next room <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, your wife is like, yeah. No, she's long. She, she, see, here's the problem. She gets up at four 30. She's like you, you're doing TV, right? That's why you're yes. up. You're up so early. So she's getting up at four 30 and I don't get up till six 30. So if I don't move, I'm awake. And, uh, and so it's kind of one of those things. And I'm, as, as I've gotten older, I'm waking up easier and easier and easier. And so I, I got to get away from that, but I don't want to oversleep. I mean, I, and I, I'm sleeping so light, I can literally hear that phone in the other room oh, wow. go off. And so uh, that's okay. But just as we think about this, this would be kind of cool if I could bring my phone in, even dock it or put it close, it would sync. And then I could just go back to sleep knowing, because I don't know about you, but if I know I'm, if I have a question about my alarm clock, whether it's going to go off or not, I don't sleep at all. <laughs> yes, you know? it's totally true. Oh, it's so, so maddening. True. And you're just like, oh, it's not going to go off, especially if I have a flight or something that day, right? When <laughs> I, I always have two alarms set. I have to because, mm -hmm. the, you know, daylight is not going to wake me up. Chances are I'm not going to get a call until I'm well into my shift. Yeah. So I've I've always got an extra alarm clock set. The extra clock for me is my phone, and the main one right now is the Betty Glow. But yeah, because no one no one's going to miss me if I'm not up at my time. My husband's not awake, so he's not going to be like, "Didn't you have to get up?" At <laughs> yeah, seven? and and you don't want to miss your TV spot, right? That's a super no. important. You do not want to miss that at all. Well, Aaron, I think we're about. Uh, these always go. So, Mike, did you want to add anything else to that? By the way, I didn't. I just kind of cut you out. Anything else you want to add? No. Uh, no. Do you wake up just with your phone? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, I just travel so much that to haul around anything else, um, the phone's just the easiest option. What's the Aaron? What's the color of the light uh, when you when that thing wakes up? Is it a yellow light? White. It's kind of a soft pinky, yellow, orangey. Yes. Okay. Can you? Can that be adjusted? Do you know? Uh, it can, and there's uh, different colors in it as well. So you can, I mean, if you want to fall asleep to orange light or purple light, cool. you can. You can fully fully configure it. I put a link in the chat room. So other Jim, if you want to take a, if you click on the link, it'll show you the picture of the purpley color. 
that uh, that Aaron has on that. Pretty good. Aaron, I really wanted to talk about toothbrushes tonight, but I don't think we're going to have time because this is going to take a while. Mike <laughs> Weger found out tonight I am a toothbrush fanatic. Like I, no I, yeah. I, I never could have guessed that. No, I, I, and, and Aaron, there's some, there's some really smart toothbrush technology that's coming out. So if I asked you to come back in a couple of weeks or something, we figure so would you come back in and we can talk some about toothbrushes? I would be there are, there are at least five different smart and technologically advanced toothbrushes that I could tell you, but I'm an expert in them now. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really, really cool. I, um, I suffer from an overaggressive, uh, tooth, you know, brushing my teeth. And my dentist says to me other time, you know, let me clean your teeth. You just brush them. Like <laughs> I'm the pro you're not. And so I've always struggled. And so it's interesting. Uh, some of the technology for me, this could be, cause it's, you know, brushing that hard is not good for your gums. And a lot of people struggle with that. Well, and they also don't brush long enough or they don't. So, so we'll tease this out a little bit. There are some technologies that are coming where you can use an app and brush with the, and it will tell you what areas you've brushed in and for how long and some of the things. So we'll I feel like you're doing like the, uh, the TV ad spot for like, do you suffer from over aggressive teeth brushing? <laughs> you know, and they start going into it and it, yes. you should be the guy, Jim, you should be the no. spokesperson for uh, over aggressive teeth brushing. Maybe I should contact these guys and see if they'll send me, you know, uh, what? cause I'm the, I'm you, like the toothbrush. You can at least do the radio ad for it. You know, yeah. Aaron, maybe with your contact, you can say, I got this guy in the U S and yes. he's crazy. He really you might want to send them a, a, a toothbrush to review because they're fairly expensive. Mike and I were looking them up online and, you know, you think about going to the store and buying a toothbrush and you're like, you know, they're like seven cents or whatever they are. Like, they're not terrible. <laughs> right. Or you get them seven. free from your, you get them free from your dentist, right? That's, yeah. that's kind of what, that's kind of what we do. And then you're like $150 mm. for a or, toothbrush. Or up to like three, $400 for some of them. So yeah. Right. Right. No. Now you're talking about kind of a dental instrument at the, at that price, right? You've got some of these things. So I won't give too much of it away. We're going to come back and talk about it. I think we'll also bring you back to talk about another robot. You have a kitchen robot that, uh, can, can you tease that out? Don't give away too much, but tease that a little bit. I can. So it's basically a kitchen device and I'm going to sound like I'm doing the infomercial now. Yeah. It does 12, 12, 12 <laughs> things in one. It heats, it whips, it cooks, it sautés. But it does. But it actually does. Yeah. It's it's a gadget that's about the size of a large food processor. Um, you know, if you crushed it up with a blender and sort of mash that all together. It's I I've never seen a device like it. You could basically throw out every small appliance you have in your kitchen. So if you're thinking about downsizing and you've got to sort of pare everything back, this is amazing. If you're just starting out and you don't have money for a lot of kitchen gadgets, this is the one gadget you can get that will do everything you're going to need kitchen gadgets to do. And it's computerized. So if you are a crappy cook, this comes with computerized recipe chips that will actually take you through the steps of preparing a meal. And I can say I've tested it, a whole bunch of recipes. The thing makes damn good food. Mm. All right. Really? We Listen, we've had the sous vide. We've, we've talked about the sous vide devices here yeah. before where you can, you know, you, you, you cook um, at the right temperatures and stuff. I, I took a peek at this and this looks pretty cool. So the kitchen robot is on its way, Aaron. We'll figure out a way 
uh, free time to get you back on. This is cool because we love uh, talking about this stuff, and and so we'll get you scheduled again. Aaron, thanks for uh, again, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. It's always great. I could we could probably go for four hours talking about this stuff. You get to talk about it at work because uh, you do. I, I alluded to the TV work, folks in Canada. How would they find that if they wanted to watch on TV? They could. Uh, I put the links usually always on either my YouTube channel or on my website, which was techgadgetscanada.com again. Uh, it's on CTV, which is Canadian Television Network. So it's a rather long web address. So go to <laughs> go to my blog. I'll hook you up over there. Okay. Super. And, and people could watch on local, well, not local, but I mean, they could watch on regular TV as well as YouTube, right? Remember the thing where they had channels and you would have to wait <laughs> for a specific time and then you would Netflix? see somebody or you, you're on live TV, right? You do this yes, it's live TV, live pretty TV. frequently and, and your spots are usually all tech related. And is it kind of those, it's a new stuff in the morning where you kind of cover tech gadgets? Yeah, I do a monthly segment on CTV and it's always live. We usually cover off about four or five different gadgets or bits of technology per segment. It runs monthly. It's the second Tuesday of every month for those of you in the Calgary, Canada area. And yeah, it's it's fun. I get to sort of show off all the new technology and demonstrate what it can do and try and jam all the gadgetry I can into four minutes of crazy television. Yeah. Cool. Ah, TV, the wonders of having to have it in four minutes when it could be as long as you want on YouTube, (laughs) you know? So, uh, Aaron, thank you for coming on. It's always great to have you. We'll afterwards, we'll figure out a time, maybe in the post show, we'll figure out a time to get you back if your schedule's available, but thanks Thanks for coming on. My pleasure. Great to have you. Hey, Mike and I are going to do some post-show stuff. We won't take any more of your time. So if you want to drop, uh, I'll send you a few notes via Twitter and we'll figure out how, when to get you back in. How's that sound? Sounds great. All awesome, right, you guys. Thanks you again. Bet. Thanks for have jumping in. You, you bet. bet. Great. Great having you. Thanks a ton. Well, Mike, I'll remind everyone to take full advantage of all the links, the brand new links that's at theaverageguy.tv. Uh, uh, Lopta jumped in tonight and said, hey, wait a minute. You're at your Amazon affiliate link is back. Right. You hadn't heard? It is, sort of. So what we're doing, again, just go to theaverageguy.tv, look for the Amazon link. You can pass through to it. We think it's working. I haven't actually gotten a paycheck yet from that, and uh, although it's only been working for a couple weeks. So we'll see how that goes. But if you want to try it, go to theaverageguy.tv, find the Amazon banner. It's over on the right-hand side, right under Patreon. Boom. If you want to join us for Patreon, you can do that as well. Mike, in last week's show, we talked about maybe putting the post show for patrons only. Yeah, what did you did it. I just decide? did it. Oh, you just, just did, did it. it. Okay. I just did it last week. So there you go. if you're a Patreon subscriber and you haven't been out to Patreon in a while, go out there, log in, and you can get the video for the post show. I posted that. I think I did. Um, I posted that out there. No, I know I did. Um, and so I'm going to make that. I'm going to make pre and post show available to Patreon subscribers. And you can get that for as little as $1 a month. So. Just I need something, and that's the cheapest thing they let me do, right? They don't let right. me do any less than $1. So Patreon, if you go out to theaverageguy.tv, click on the Patreon link, sign up for a buck. Every week that we have a post, a pre and a post show, we'll put those out there. Yeah, I just figured, I don't know. I just figured it was, why not, right? Good. Well, we are valuable, Jim. When we talk, people want to listen. They'll pay a dollar yeah. a month for that. No, that's a buck. Well, they'll listen to you. They don't want to listen to me. No, they totally, because you're the Apple guy, and there are people who love... <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> they like to laugh at me. 
No, actually, Mike, they're I, laughing at you, not with you. I, yeah, I bet there's some closet Apple folks that listen to me. I'm just saying, there's like a sector of our audio listeners that never come into chat, never email us, but they're like appreciative of me standing up for Apple, which yeah. I haven't been doing lately. So I'm sorry. Actually, you've become one of the fairest Apple guys I have ever worked with because you're gotten into Windows and you're, you know, oh, yeah. done some other stuff. And so. Uh, this house really actually now has we're, we're a pretty even split of yeah. devices. No, so you, between you Linux, we even have Linux now. We're like, man, oh my God, what have you done to me, Jim? P- Peter loves you for that. Yeah, right. Peter, yeah, Peter loves you for being on Linux. But uh, so a uh, buck a month gets you uh, access to those videos. They're on Patreon. You get a notification when I post them. We'll do pre and post shows in the video. It doesn't take me that long. They're zero production. I just put them in the video and drop them in in YouTube. You can have access to them if you uh, if you can't make the live show and you want to see what's going. Because oftentimes pre-show is not usually great. It's okay. Post-show can be pretty good. So oh, yeah, I've been known to swear in the post-show. What? I'm just saying that's happened from time to time. And then you ever you owe everyone else a dollar when uh, when right. you curse. Maybe we need to go with a curse. A little, a little quarter jar or whatever it is. <laughs> Yeah, no, and, and actually Patreon's uh, my way of supporting some of those podcasters too that, uh, you know, I, I support Paul Brarin and David McCabe out there. They have Patreon accounts uh, as well and a few others. And so if you'd like to support us on Patreon, it's out there as well. Don't forget, if you want to, like I said, the Amazon link right below the Patreon link, we'd love to have you do both. I want to thank LastPass for their sponsorship of this uh, of the of the mobile streaming app. It's available for you. Head out to homegadgetgeeks.com. And our friends at LastPass sponsor that. We appreciate the work that they do, and they're doing some cool stuff as well. Don't forget the AverageGuy.tv platform, both web and media hosting, powered by Maple Grove Partners. I just saw Christian. If you follow me on Facebook, I was just out in Maryland this weekend. He graduated from college. Oh, my God, Mike. He graduated from college. Like, seemed like four years ago. This was all pre-you. Well, yeah, but I mean, just still, still insane. That time has flown, that is for sure. Yeah. No. So Christian's graduated. So if you're a longtime listener of the show, you know, he started on the show six and a half years ago. He's like 15 or something like that. So it was great. I got to spend some time out uh, with Gary and and his uh, family. And so it's great to meet Gary in person. Of course, Gary's been on the show in the past um, before. A good friend of what we do here on Home Gadget Geeks. So it was great. Ashton, who's been on Cyber Frontiers in the past, uh, uh, intern of mine. I met his parents, which was really, really awesome. And so it was just a great opportunity to get out to Maryland and see them. And, uh, and, and Gallup was good enough to make that happen. Gallup, you know, good enough to do that uh, for us. And so it was just tons of fun. And of course, it's just a big congratulations to both Ashton and Christian for them getting through school. Actually, Ashton's still in school. He just graduated with his undergrad degree. He didn't do anything stupid like go to law school, but he... <laughs> But he is staying for his, <laughs> for his master's program, so he will wrap that up next spring and uh, and have have both those degrees. Well, he doesn't get to wear the funny hat then, so no. you know what? Hey, that's the only reason I did it. I just wanted to walk to a ceremony with a funny hat, Picasso looking hat, and say a I really expensive lawyer. way to do that. But I mean, I could have walked through any hallway with a Picasso hat. But... By the way, I am a lawyer. By the way, you can say that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you the truth, and I am a lawyer. You just the worst part is when you graduate, you're not even a lawyer yet. You just have the degree to go prove yourself to That's the state. True. You know, it's it's awful. But you've done it all, Mike. You've got you the know. got the certificate, got, got everything. Just you you got it all. all right. We'll do a little bit of post show here today, but uh, we thank you for coming out tonight, guys, out there in the chat room. Lopta, good to see you back. Justin, thanks for jumping in. Mike Howard, out there. Other Jim. 
Uh, Tony, Peter, great stuff in here. Great to have Erin. We'll get her rescheduled to come back and talk a little bit about that, uh, about those toothbrushes. God, I can't wait. I know. Everybody's like, Jim, shut up. Like, we know what doing. I'm, we're going to talk about toothbrushes, so I'll, I'll hide it because I, I think they're pretty cool. But she'll be back on here. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, now at the Average Guy TV Live. We started a little late, so we're okay. Good night, everybody. <laughs>